Finding Purpose, The Song of My Life, Episode 28, Exchanging Letters, West Berlin to California. Welcome back, friends. On returning from our tree planting adventure, a letter from Thomas's mother in West Berlin was waiting for us. He had written her a letter about our new baby and our new life at the ranch. Maybe you remember in episode 23, I had translated some of his letter. Now we had a response. It was full of questions and her defenses about her religious beliefs. He had been exchanging letters with her on these topics ever since we came to California. At that time, they were both on the same wavelength. I only started reading these letters in the past few months. I had no idea what was in them. She had carefully filed them away in a binder and given them to me a long time ago. They were valuable to her, especially because she missed her son who had taken off for California. I found a letter that she wrote in response to Thomas's letter. He had gone through it and written numbers on her points and sent it back to her with his responses. Comparing their letters now, written in the summer of 1973, it almost feels like eavesdropping on their personal discussion. I think on many levels we can relate to their way of thinking and what they understood about the purpose of life. Their correspondence is intriguing. It's all about comparing religious beliefs. Not only is it their experience at the time, but the topics are still relevant today. You would never know that they were written almost 50 years ago, and the discussions were being exchanged between two different countries. Thomas was 23, his mom was in her early 40s, and his grandmother in her early 60s. The desire to find God was something they all had in common. Thomas and I had been on a search for God and a spiritual way of living. We were young and adventurous. Nadia and Omi, on the other hand, were already set in their ways. And then all of a sudden, they got a letter from Thomas talking about the Bible and following Jesus. I think at first they thought, this is just another fad of our youth. But in reality, his letters were preparing the way for both of them to turn from their old ways and find the real truth. It's fascinating to be holding her letter today, written in typical German-style handwriting on white airmail paper. I can picture her sitting at her little desk in the Grötzele apartment in Lichterfelde. If you remember from early episodes, I lived there for a couple of weeks. And then when I decided to stay in Berlin and get an apartment, she helped Thomas and I in so many ways get set up. It's sad as I read it because I know quite a bit of her life story, which wasn't easy. But it is really amazing how God brought us together back then. She became a friend and mother to me in Germany and was a wonderful grandmother to my daughters. And though she has been gone now quite a few years, I still miss her weekly phone calls. Her letter begins by saying that she's happy for us, that our little baby is doing well, and that she is looking forward to receiving our photographs. Then she begins with her concerns after reading Thomas's letter. She writes that she is happy that we have found our path to God. She continues with her first point, which Thomas circled and marked as number one. She says, 
Of course, many paths lead to God. If you have chosen the Christian way, I can't accept that. But my chosen path is the Rosicrucian way, which also leads in the end to God. And for Omi, she follows the religious philosopher Krishnamurti. Please allow both of us to have the freedom of choice about which path in life we choose to take. As I am reading this now, I am curious myself to see how Thomas explains things to her. Remember that he had only been a Christian for less than four months. He would have to search the scriptures himself to find the answers. I have no memory of where he got a German Bible, but he quotes often from it. As you will hear in his letter, he's not beating around the bush because he had experienced a miraculous transformation in his own heart, and he knew that Jesus was the only way to God. He was living proof of the power of God to transform a life, and he wanted to convey that to his mother. I can imagine him in the prayer cabin up on the hill. It was a Saturday in August of 73. He was probably sitting cross-legged on the wooden floor with her letter and his Bible spread out in front of him. He was there for a few hours while I was back at the teepee with Nomtani. He wrote 10 full pages in German, and I'm sure glad that it is easy for me to read his handwriting. Here is his introduction that leads up to responding to her first point. It is so sweet how he begins with a greeting in the name of our Lord, like the examples of the letters in the New Testament. And then he talks about our baby, that she is growing just like we are in our new life. He writes, She loves her parents and laughs a lot and sings to us, Goo Goo Gagala. <laughs> she is such a delight and blessing to us. From the moment that we turned to Jesus and believed in Him as our Savior and Lord, something took place that completely transformed our whole being. We used to believe that the soul and the spirit is the same thing, and that all of our experiences, including those times on drugs or through music, were spiritual. What a complete mistake and lie that was. Because after we were filled with the Spirit of God, we experience joy and love that continues to be like a spring of life in our hearts. Christine and I pray that you will also take this step and find the same fullness of life. In my first letter, maybe I was too hard on you without considering your feelings. I love you, and in all gentleness, I plead with you, turn to the God who created you. Stop listening to your own understanding and become hungry and seek the truth. Jesus Christ is eternal life, eternal peace, and joy and love. How wonderful would it be when our whole family would know our Father who is in heaven? The world is drawing near to its end. It doesn't take much awareness to realize this. Criminality, perversion, brutality, and division is getting worse, and only in Jesus Christ will we be able to stand fast and be victorious over the trials that come our way. When the terrible times come, you need to remember to call on Jesus. He is the only one who can save. No law of karma, no belief in reincarnation can save you from death, only Jesus.' 
Don't forget, I have been down that road already of believing in cosmic laws, karma, reincarnation, and eternal life for the soul. Trust me, I know what I'm talking about. In your letter, you shared with me what you believe and consider to be right. But truth is much more than a changing opinion about one way or another. Truth is unchangeable. It's eternal. You need to listen to God's word and not to your own opinions. God's word is truth. That is why I want to comment on the points you have made in your letter. I understand you to be saying that you want to find God. That's good. So here are the answers from God's Word, the Bible. Starting with point one, you wrote that there are many paths to God. But Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. He who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. Jesus said, I am the door of the sheep. All who come before me are thieves and robbers. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved. There is only one way that leads to God. Krishnamurti and the Rosicrucians do not lead to God, but away from him though that may be difficult for you to hear right now. I even went myself to hear Krishnamurti speak back in Oakland. He cannot lead you to God, only to yourself. And in yourself, it is impossible to even create the little hairs on your arms. How small, invalid, and empty we are compared to God. To be led to discovering yourself only leads away from God. Okay, so here's Nadia's second point. You are wrong when you say that I depend on astrology as a method for life to be followed. I only use it to understand people and possibly help them discover what is good to do or what they should avoid. The stars are also the language of God. No human can with precision determine a person's destiny. But an intensive study of the stars can be of advantage in our lives. Thomas's response Please listen to what God's Word says about the practice of astrology. In the Old Testament, in the book of Isaiah, it says, Let them stand forth and save you, those people who divide the heavens, those who gaze at the stars, who at the new moons make known what shall come upon you. Behold, they are like stubble, the fire consumes them, they cannot deliver themselves from the power of the flame. Nadia's next point. I know that death is natural, it is a detachment from this life. But I also know that in my next reincarnation, my development will continue from where it broke off. Thomas answers in the Gospel of John, chapter 5, it says, I say to you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. He does not come into judgment, but has passed from death to life. Reincarnation is a lie from the devil that tries to deceive you into believing that everything you do in your life is fine. And they tell you that you have not only a second chance, but many chances in life to do what is right. 
Actually, that is based on the assumption that your soul will not die, but continues from one life into the next. But God says, I told you that you would die in your sins, for unless you believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. Do not fall into the trap of the devil. Eternal life, immortality, comes only through faith in Jesus Christ. Then Nadia's next point, you are mistaken if you think that I do not pray or give thanks. It is just that my prayers are not the center of my life. Thomas responds to this by writing, As long as you do not know God the Father, your prayers will be one-sided. You pray to something or someone that you do not know personally. God has sent Jesus into the world to restore a relationship to him, that which was destroyed through the fall of man. In John chapter 4, it says, God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. Doesn't this require us to know who we pray to? And Nadia's next statement in her letter says, I try to fulfill my responsibilities and be a valuable person in society. For me, the most important question begins with, discover yourself. And then I need to work on myself, my weaknesses, find my place in this life, and then work for others as God would have me do. Thomas comments, You want to work for God's purposes? Mother, as long as you do not know God, you cannot know His will. Come back to reality, away from these prideful and well-sounding phrases. If you truly want to work for God, first of all, you must know Him. It is crazy to think that if you pursue knowing yourself, that that can lead to God's will. If you want to live for God, you have to let go of your own life and believe on His Son. As it is written in John chapter 14, If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. Nadja's sixth point that he circles says, I do not believe that even if I have gone the wrong way in my life, that I will be lost for all eternity. According to my understanding, God will give someone who is willing a possibility to develop and unfold. In my opinion, belief or faith is not enough, but that God requires us to do good works. For example, if my mother was dying, praying would not be enough, but I should be willing to care for her. To that, Thomas has a simple answer. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. If you do not believe in Jesus, you will be lost. That is not my opinion or someone else's. It is God's word. And then she writes a very common belief that most people have. Eternal life must be earned. Thomas responds with three verses about God's mercy and love that say we are saved only by grace. He writes that eternal life does not come by earning it, but only through faith in Jesus. And this faith does not come from ourselves. It is a gift of God. 
And then he quotes from Titus chapter 3, But when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, he saved us, not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy. So, continuing with Nadia's letter, she mentions again the teachings that she follows, and she says, They call for an active working for humanity, so that light can come into the darkness through us. Then Thomas responds to that point and says in John chapter 8, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Her next beliefs are very interesting and popular today. She says, Our teachings say that the greatest words are light, life, and love. The knowledge that I have learned serves me in knowing how to work for humanity. It is full of faith and humility towards God. If I see myself as having an advantage over my neighbor, then I am being egoistic, as you described it. My ego rules over my life. But I put that aside. Thomas's answer to that point, he writes, I can personally testify to the truth that Jesus can fill us with his love. Jesus said, Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. And concerning the ego, Jesus said, Whoever hates me hates my father also. If you truly believe in God, then you must first believe in his son, Jesus Christ. Nadia also wrote about the pride of life in trying to be good. And she says, I agree with you. I have to admit, in many areas I am guilty, and I must ask for forgiveness and try to do better. Thomas's response, There is only one who can forgive our sins, and that is Jesus. He said of himself, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. At the end of his letter, he wraps it up like this. The reason that I am taking all this time in writing you is because I believe that you are standing at the most important crossroad in your life. One road leads to death and the other to eternal life. You have only this one life. Turn to Jesus and be saved. Pray and ask God to show you the truth. I love you, Christine loves you, and your granddaughter Nomtani loves you. We are praying for all of you. I am enclosing the photos of our daughter. Isn't she cute? For me, in closing today, I remember what Nadia told me years ago when she handed me her binder. She said that Thomas's letter caused her much inner turmoil, yet she had to keep reading it over and over. On one hand, she was angry and felt he was attacking her beliefs. And on the other hand, she couldn't figure out what had happened to her son and was wondering if there could be maybe some truth to his story. So bye for now. Have a good week. And maybe you'd like to check out my photo stories on Instagram. Bye-bye.